Quick snap. Breeze. Pass is incomplete. No flag for Tommy Lee Lewis. To each other. Crowd's going crazy as there's no flag right on the Saints sideline. Well, if Mikel Roby Coleman plays the ball, it's an interception. It's probably going the other way with it. I mean, the ball's on the other side of Roby Coleman and... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you tuning in to Tap Sports Radio. A very tough one to watch this past Sunday, January 20th, 2019. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the New Orleans Saints. Now, uh, I'm going to give a little breakdown. It's all under 10 minutes, so sit tight, and it's going to be a good, nice little ride. Uh, the Saints and the Rams, they dished it out on Sunday. It was a great one for the NFC Championship. A Super Bowl uh, berth was on the line. Both teams uh, dished it out. I think it was a great game. There were some controversial calls. Uh, the Rams defeated them 26-23 to in overtime. Uh, first time uh, both conference championships, including the AFC, went to uh, overtime. Um, I think it was a great game. And, I mean, looking at the game from start to finish, uh, the Saints, they played really well out the gate. They, uh, they ran the ball a little bit here and there with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. And the Rams, uh, kudos to them. They came out firing. You know, they went to New Orleans earlier this year. They lost 45-35 uh, to early in the year. And... I feel like that they had that advantage, you know, other than other teams. You know, they played already in the dome. They knew what it was expected to be with the noise and stuff, and uh, they played uh, lights out. Now they had a lot of uh, different key pieces that played the game that didn't play the last time, like Keep Talib, like I discussed the uh, previous week, um, talking about this matchup. But uh, yeah, like I said, the Saints they played lights out, and then you know everyone had everything lined up for them in the dome because you know they were all set up throughout the playoffs in the Dome, and then it was going to go to Atlanta. Uh, but like I said, the Saints, they played lights out. That defense played really good, like all year. They were number two or number one against the Rush, and then towards the end of the year started falling off. Uh, they fell to number two, and I think Chicago was number one in uh, Rush defense. But, uh, yeah, the defense played really, pretty well, uh, especially with Demario Davis leading that whole defensive front uh, at the linebacker core. Um, getting the interception early in the game set them off to 13 to zero going into well going towards the half and the Rams caught up and made it 13 to 10. So, like I said, kudos to the Rams. They played lights out. I was surprised they played that well with all the noise and all the uh, you know distractions around. I feel like the Saints their window is kind of closing, especially with Drew Brees at 40 years old now. Um, Tom Brady's 41, but obviously he's doing something right over there in, in uh, New England because. He's going to a Super Bowl, ninth Super Bowl. So five out of nine is pretty good for Tom Brady, but uh, for the New Orleans Saints, it's pretty tough to watch. They get so close every year, and uh, last year with Minnesota, and now this year with the NFC Championship in their own backyard is definitely going to be a tough one to uh, swallow and and look back on for the offseason. But kudos to the Rams, like I said, and they had that controversial call like we talked about earlier, um, like you all heard in the beginning of the uh, the, the podcast uh, Tommy Lee Lewis. There was a uh, there was a call with Tommy Lee Lewis, helmet to helmet and defensive pass interference. The referee didn't call it. Now everyone's been talking throughout this whole week about how this game should have went down. You know, if they would have got the flag, you know, they would have went down the field, get a first down, and maybe the Rams would have had at least thirty to maybe twenty five seconds left on the clock to go down the field and maybe, you know, tie it up. So I mean, you look at the whole game. If you look at the highlights and if you look at the tape. It speaks for itself. I mean, that play, yeah, it didn't happen. The call didn't happen. But looking at it realistically, the flag was never thrown. But the Saints won the coin toss in overtime. So they received the ball. If you look at the similar situation with the Patriots and Chiefs game, 
on the other side, the conference, Tom Brady, they won the ball, and they were talking about how Patrick Mahomes never had a chance to go on the field. Tom Brady, they won the ball in New England. They went down the field, and they scored a touchdown, game over. The Saints had an opportunity. They had an opportunity to go down the field and score, which they didn't. They went down the field, and they threw an interception. Now, there was another controversial call as well. Drew Brees had a hand to the face by Dante Fowler, number 56 on the Rams, a defensive end that they traded for late in the year from Jacksonville. Um, so, I mean, looking at it for the uh, for the rest of the you know year, the Rams are obviously going to put up a fight for uh, New England. But, I mean, I'm telling you this right now. If they get blown down in the Super Bowl, uh, it's going to be bad because I, know, I feel like a lot of people are going to I'm going to expect to say that the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl and everyone was expecting this Brady-Breeze Super Bowl that everyone, you know, basically the last go-around for Breeze and Brady obviously said he wants to go to 45. And I don't see him stopping because, honestly, if you win a championship and you're winning games, it's fun, you know. And it's not like Breeze, how, you know, you get so close and you're 40 years old and you have family and everything. So Brady, he's winning right now. So that's why he's saying he's going to go to 45. But that's a whole different topic we'll talk about um, but yeah, like I said, the Saints, they play really well. The Rams play really well as well um, with the noise factor and everything they played. Brandon Cooks had a great homecoming game um, coming back to New Orleans, uh, the team that drafted him into the NFL. And uh, Gurley, I was surprised he didn't play as much in the game. C.J. Anderson did his thing, but uh, he was on the sideline. I don't know if they're trying to cover him up, if he's hurt or something like that, or they're saving him for the Super Bowl, but... He definitely was on the sideline trying to stay warm on the bike, jumping up and down. They showed that numerous times throughout the game in the NFC Championship. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is with um, Todd Gurley. He practiced all throughout the week prior to this game. So I don't know what the deal is. But New Orleans, they have a strong... The The biggest thing for them is going into this offseason is their, their young team, relatively young team. Uh, Mark Ingram obviously is due to become a free agent this offseason. He claims he wants to stay in New Orleans, but... Uh, at the end of the day, all these players, they like to be with their team just because they've been here so long and they feel comfortable in the system. But when that uh, you know free agency hits and another team offers you way more than what you were getting already, uh, you know money speaks loud, loudly for itself. So Mark Ingram, uh, I hate to say it, I would love to see him with the Saints for next year, but realistically, he probably won't. You know, At his age, 28 or 29, I believe, uh, at the running back position is really tough to... Uh, to, to get a big contract at, you know, and um, they showed, he proved it this year, you know, when Mark was suspended four games in the beginning of the year, he, uh, Kamara proved him that to the Saints organization that he can do it without Mark, I mean, all you need is a complimentary running back to Kamara to give him those breaks, but uh, I think Mark Ingram leaves, I mean, unless he takes a hometown discount, I mean, he was saying in an interview saying that, you know, uh, his wife, he met his wife here in New Orleans, and all of his kids go to school, and they're all born here. So he feels a connection to New Orleans. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, the dollar, the dollar bill uh, speaks very loudly. So going back to this game, the Rams, uh, it's going to be really tough for Tom Brady. If they can get pressure on Brady for this upcoming game, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But uh, I feel like the Rams and Jared Goff, this is a very big test for him, especially last year, losing in the first round of the playoffs, and everyone was telling them, you know, they were all hyped up throughout the season, and they lose the first game. But to come to the playoffs this year to beat New Orleans in in their home home that which they were undefeated before six and zero going into this game. Now New Orleans six and one in the playoffs in the Sean Payton Drew Brees era. Um, this is definitely uh, something to watch. They could be making history right here. So I would tell say if they beat Brady in the Super Bowl, that would be outstanding. I feel like <clears throat> all throughout the year the Rams were all bought in, just kind of like the Saints because the Saints gave up first round pick. 
you know, to win it this year. They weren't expecting for, you know, following years. They wanted to win it this year. And the Rams did the exact same thing, trading for Brandon Cooks, the number one receiver they needed. Cooper Cup went down, but he was another great receiver. They got Robert Woods, who's tearing it up this year. Uh, they trade make it make a trade for Marcus Peters, uh, a, a lockdown zone cornerback, a sneaky cornerback that likes to jump a lot of the balls and gets a lot of interceptions. Led the uh, interception his his rookie year. Um, Akib Talib making a trade from Denver, you know, making all these trades. Nadamik and Sue signing him in free agency. All these names that everyone kept on saying there, and their defense wasn't as as good throughout the year. I mean, there I think they were towards the bottom of the half of the uh, the league. So. For them to uh, turn it on right here at the end of the season and to win this game, I mean, they were really putting some pressure on Drew Brees, and it really showed. And and that's what uh you know that's what it takes to win the championship. I mean, defense obviously you know now it's more of an offensive league, and the NFL loves um offense and because that's what sells tickets. But the defense at the end of the day, you need to stop uh offense in order to win a game. So uh, I think the Rams they're running in hot. They're starting to peak right now, and uh, this is like. This is what football is. You know, teams peak at different times. The Cowboys early in the year peaked. The Saints peaked, I feel like, a little bit too early than they should have. And uh, the Rams are peaking at the right time, like I said. And and uh, Jared Goff's playing complimentary football, making the right throws, the checkdowns, and making every once in a while that big throw to Brandon Cooks whenever he breaks for one. But everyone's playing their part in the Rams. And uh, like I said, you know, they won this game. Everyone's going to have uh, that chip on the shoulder if they do win this Super Bowl. But... Uh, according to this Saints-Rams game. But at the end of the day, it happened, and uh, Saints fans have to move on despite you know what it is. The call was, wasn't made, and then um, they had a chance to go down the field and score, and they didn't. So that's it. All right, appreciate you tuning in to Tap Sports Radio, and make sure you check in the next podcast I send out.